Welcome to All the Social Ladies, a podcast bringing you candid conversations with the boldest women in digital marketing. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and let's get into the show. Hey guys, I can't wait for you to listen to this interview. I am interviewing Rebecca Leonard, who's the Strategy Director of Community Impact at the TJX Companies. You'll hear the story of how Rebecca went from the day-to-day marketing at TJX and moving over to something that she really felt passionate about through corporate social responsibility. And you'll hear a little bit about how you can too. Take a listen. Welcome, Rebecca, to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to be with you, although not as excited as I am to when we go shopping together at TJ Maxx, you know, one of my favorite retailers of all time. So I'm quite, quite excited to have you on the show today. And I'm very excited to go shopping with you as well. Yes. For no other reason than we get to go shopping. Yes. And that is such a fun, such a fun thing to do. But just as fun as shopping actually is learning about you. And I've had a lot of fun learning about you and your career. And I'd like to bring that to some of our listeners. And so I thought I would start off the same way I start off with most of our guests nowadays, which is to ask you the three moments that you feel really define your career. Yeah, I thought a lot about this question since you first asked me, and I think it comes down to the three moments I learned something critical to my own career happiness. So the first one, I studied economics in school and went to work in a bank, as you do when you study economics, and I realized after a couple of years that it really didn't drive me. I was ticking a clock. So I had the opportunity to be a part of a team. Uh, We were acquiring a lot of smaller banks at the time, and my role was pretty simple. It was to attend events and speak with high net worth clients about why their little hometown bank becoming the first bank of Chicago was actually a good thing. Um, And for many of my peers, they didn't want the role. Yuck, it's going to be such a nightmare. I thought, why not give it a try? And I loved it. I loved it so much. Talking to people, hearing their concerns, being able to talk about the bank that I worked for and why I thought it was going to be great. So it was really my first taste of consumer marketing. And I knew at that moment, it was the path I wanted to pursue. And um, so the really, you know, the big moment, defining moment of my career is what I did is I quit and I took a $15 an hour job slinging Nescafe iced coffee at events. And my, (laughs) my parents were mortified, but I still say it was one of the smartest career moves I've ever made because that was the moment that I learned that passion matters. Wow. That took a lot of bravery actually to do that. I know like at a younger age, you can, you can take those kind of risks, but that, that was a really brave move, especially worrying what your parents think, worrying what other people think. That's fabulous. Yeah. So brave or stupid. I'll go with brave. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely brave. The the second uh, career moment was, uh, when I was working in my current role, working for TJ Maxx and Marshalls, and we had a big challenge years ago because no one could understand how we could possibly have the same designer and brand goods for such a drastically lower prices than our competitors. It didn't make sense. So a lot of people thought there's something wrong with it. It fell off the back of a truck. You know, nobody knows what happened. We were also challenged by a competitive set with much higher budgets than we enjoyed. So I was leading the public relations function at the time. And we had this kind of crazy idea to pitch our brands to media together, educate them on our business model, how we do what we do, and kind of own this idea of off-price, 
which is our retail category. Uh, it was very successful. It gained us a lot of attention, um, so much so in public relations that we ended up fielding integrated campaigns with all of our brands together that you still see in broadcast, public relations, digital at certain times of the year. Um, so the strategy, you see it more and more now in a portfolio strategy, but at that point it hadn't been done and it broke through, through in a big way. So there was a lot of pushback internally, but in talking to people, I really found that the hesitation was the unknown associated with being the first brand to try something of this nature. Um, and what I learned was we could, we could find a way to try it that felt low risk to people. So trying it in public relations, in media relations in particular, felt pretty low risk to people. It's low cost. If it fails, it doesn't go anywhere. Um, and what it really taught me in that moment was to, it was okay to think differently. And it's also okay to say, but why not to a leader um, when they say, why would we do this? Or I don't think we could do this to say, why not? And if somebody has a great answer, then you need to listen to that and heed that, incorporate it. But sometimes it's just a hesitation on the unknown, and that's where brands can create magic is when they jump into the unknown. Well, one of the things I love about that is that it leads into kind of who you are today. I think educating people about the how you got to that value-driven, like how, how do you actually make that work, is very purpose-driven. I think that really does talk about the value that you guys are able to offer to your customers, which is to give them the look they want at a price that they can afford. And I love that concept and how, how it really led to what I think is, you know, your, your grand moment of your career going into kind of more of this corporate responsibility stuff, which is really incredible. Tell us about your third moment. Sure. Our third moment is the very beginning of of that journey that you just mentioned from yep. being a communications professional to a to a purpose and corporate responsibility professional. So it was really two moments um, because I proposed our corporate responsibility strategy twice. The first time, I'll keep a long story short, it was about five years ago, and I had my derriere handed to me. Um, the, the second time, five years later, it became our global strategy and is still our global strategy today. So the, really the difference was the readiness of the organization. My mistake at that point, and it is a mistake I have repeated many times in my career, it's my, something I'm always working on, is thinking that strategy always trumps culture. So I'm not saying strategy isn't critically important. It is, but culture is important too. So the work was solid. The strategy was right on. Um, but ultimately, with a macro strategy like CSR, if the organization isn't aligned, it really isn't going to go anywhere. Even if you manage to push it through the decision makers, it needs to be integrated and embedded into an organization to actually really achieve something. So this is, to this day, the most valuable lesson that I've learned in my career, that is no matter what you do for a living and who you do it for, if you want to be a leader in your organization, you need to be a facilitator of a shared vision, not the sole provider of it. Um, and that's something I have to remind myself of every day when I do it. I'm more successful when I start to think I have the big idea and I need to push it through. I find myself a lot less successful. So this is very interesting to me because you didn't change companies. You know, when I hear this story a lot, I hear, okay, I tried to do something. It wasn't a culture fit. Uh, and so I moved on. You actually were there for a culture shift at the organization. What do you think leads to that sort of culture shift? 
sometimes it can be leader led. Often it is leader led, but I yep. think if you're in a, a, you know, I think with a time of such great change as we're all in right now, marketplace yep. conditions are changing so rapidly and people are responding so rapidly that creates, that can create a lot of angst for people. But yep. if you look at it through the right lens, it actually creates enormous opportunity um, for someone who's willing to jump into the abyss and try the unknown. Um, it could actually be a really exciting place to be. And that's kind of when I found my opportunity. That's awesome. And I know that they've talked about a lot and a lot of things I've read in the CSR world about purpose-driven brands being more valuable, really looking at the value and economic value of being a purpose-driven brand. Have you seen that in your experience? Absolutely. So you mentioned, you know, there's widely available conversation and evidence right now that responsible and purpose-driven companies and brands outperform their peers. But I can tell you as someone that is living it and breathing it every day, for me, what it comes down to, that if purpose is authentic, integrated into the culture, the policy, the decision-making of a company, then that brand becomes more valuable. And it comes down to this very simple idea of discretionary effort, Um, whether it's dedication from employees, income from consumers, license to operate, investment, um, all of these critical contributors to success benefit from someone making a discretionary decision. Um, And purpose inspires that discretionary effort in a way that nothing else can. That's fabulous. So talk to me a little bit about TJX specifically and the approach to corporate responsibility. Tell me a little bit about how you're making a positive impact in the community, driving social change. I know you're doing all of these wonderful things. Tell us about it. Sure, sure. So the great thing about TJX is we've always been a responsible company from our founder to all the people that I work with. And it's a lot of people. It's a very large company, 180,000 people. Um, There's just so many people with a big heart. It's part of our culture and it's part of what we hire for is people who value relationships and that care. Um, And then Part of it's the business model. So we see value everywhere. That's our job, quite literally our job. Um, It's how we run our business. So we'll buy from the biggest brands, but we also buy from the smallest little hand maker in Florence, Italy, who makes 20 handbags a year. We'll buy from both. Um, We see value everywhere. So it's also how we see our talent. And so we bring that into social change because we'll hire, for example, from non-traditional sources, from welfare to work, where people are really trying to get off of welfare and find gainful employment and a career for themselves as a big source of hiring for us or Best Buddies International, an organization that helps people with developmental challenges, um, you know, bring their abilities to bear in the world. And that's another source of hiring from us. It's in, so it's also, you know, in how we invest in our communities, focusing a lot of the TJX Foundation and our volunteerism on helping at-risk families. Mm. Um, So really securing critical basic needs, food, shelter, clothing, freedom from violence, because there are all these people in the world have such great value, right? Everybody is born with something to give. But if you are in extremely disadvantaged circumstances and you don't have those basic needs, it's really hard to bring those valuable, that value to light. So we really try to invest in people so that they have the resources that they need to move forward. 
Also on the opportunity side, education, workforce readiness, again, how can we help people bring all the wonderful things that each one of us has to bear out in the world? Those are the types of investment we make. So it really comes down to taking our business and how we view our business around value and taking it into all the decisions we make that affect our communities. It's really incredible that when you when you step back and you think about every way an organization functions, there is a way to give back through each. I loved what you talked about with, you know, who you buy from and using an, an independent uh, manufacturer, somebody who's designed something really cool and within hiring and within training in every area. What about those who are interested in social impact, are interested in this stuff, but they know that they're staying in, in corporate. They, they're not necessarily going to go over to a nonprofit but maybe their company isn't as advanced as TJX. How does a, a person in an organization make a difference through their own work? Can they? Yeah, absolutely. I I believe that nonprofit sector is going to provide the programs and services for social change. I also believe that corporate America is probably going to be the ones to fund it because mm. we hold all the wealth. Um, And social change needs wealth. So I really believe, and I made a very big career change from communications to corporate responsibility because I truly believe that every corporation has something to give and everybody has something to give while doing their job. So I'm really fortunate that I have 20 years in marketing and communications. And But what I ultimately realized is that I, my ability because of that 20-year career is to make people pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. I can make you buy skirts. I can, you know, in former jobs, I, could, I made you buy a beer. I made you buy all <laughs> kinds of things. So that's what I do. I actually realized I could continue to build brands because I love doing that work, but as part of a purpose organization, and I do believe all organizations have a purpose. Some of them are for social change. Some of them aren't, but as a purpose-driven organization and a part of an organization who cares, I could make a contribution by raising the voice of people who couldn't possibly do it without mm-hmm. someone who knew how to do it. So that's how I decided that, you know, that's me, my passion, my ability utilized in my unique way. But everybody can do that. So I work with people in nonprofits every day, and what they do is amazing for social change. What they do and what they know how to do is go out and figure out how to feed people who don't who are hungry and figure out how to, you know, support kids who are are challenged in their educational pursuits, all of these things. What they don't necessarily know how to do but need to do is the books, hire people, run their operations, have a supply chain, all the things that all of us in corporate America do. Yeah. Um, so no matter you know, no matter what you do for today for a living, there's a cause out there that probably will inspire you and a need for your expertise. So whether you give somebody a half an hour, a month, you know, years, um, whatever it is, you can volunteer at an event, you can design a supply chain or anything in between. But I think there is a place for everyone and more and more companies are offering the ability to do regular, you know, average volunteerism as we traditionally think about it or skills-based volunteerism because it's a great way for them to give back and it develops great 
employees and great leaders. So um, I would encourage anyone to, to raise their voice. That's, that's what I did. I was in marketing and I said, you know, I think I want to really do this whole social change thing. And there was no real job. And I talked to a few leaders, but eventually like, you know, that would be a good thing for us to do to have a strategy director and poof, this job was created. And that's a very extreme, you know, example. And I'm a very fortunate person, but anybody can say, you know, I'm really good at running events. What do you say if I take a couple, you know, I take one day for a few weeks and help this nonprofit run an event. What a great development opportunity and any good company is going to support that kind of endeavor. Absolutely. And the other thing I learned from your story is if, if you don't succeed the first time, just, you know, watch the culture, see when the readiness happens and then pounce when the timing is right. I love that part of your story too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it just, you can't, if you, if you think it's right, watch for the appetite, but you know, in it, and it could be organization wide, but sometimes it's just that small little opportunity that allows you to kind of, you know, jump at the opportunity, um, make it less scary for people, show the value of it, and it can grow. And that's awesome. very much what happened in the five years between my epic failure and finding getting, you know, to where we are today. Awesome. Now, Rebecca, we're heading over to the lightning round. And because our podcast was more about social change, I'm actually going to ask you three questions related to social media. And we're going to see how quickly you can answer them. Are you ready to go? Ready. Lightning round, number one, what is your personal favorite social network? I hate to say it because it's going to make me sound super old, but I really like Facebook because it tells me when everybody's birthday is, which I would otherwise forget. I mean, it's an important thing. It's true. Second question, what woman do you admire most on social media? If I say Taylor Swift, am I going to get hate mail? No, no, not <laughs> I still think she's the best, the best example of monetizing the value of social media I've ever seen. You bet. You bet. Okay. And last question. What's one piece of advice you would tell your younger self? I'd say don't be such a know-it-all. Spend the time to build relationships. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rebecca, for being on the show. You are one fabulous social lady. Thank you, Carrie, so much for having me on the show. I really enjoyed talking to you, and I will look forward to our shopping trip. That was all the social ladies. Don't miss new episodes every week. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media and author of Work It, Secrets for Success from the Boldest Women in Business. Follow me, at Carrie Kirpin, everywhere. And for more social smarts, be sure to follow Likeable at Likeable Media. Thanks for listening.